Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcasts. This is Monday, July 6th. I am Jessica Kupferman, your co-host. With me, as always, your other much nicer co-host, Elsie Escobar. Well, oh, she just gave me What's a look up, that people? said maybe What's today... Up? Today, she's not nicer. That does happen on occasion. And then, of course, our producer, John Jamingo. Hello, John. Good morning, ladies. Aft- afternoon. Hello. Hello, ladies. Afternoon. Well, whoever's listening, whatever it is, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and good morning. Whatever Rob um, says, that usually works. Rob Walsh from the feed. Independence Day was this past weekend, and no one saw any fireworks, at least unless you looked it up on YouTube, which I did. Well, I don't know about it where you live. I did. Did you look it up on YouTube or you saw it in person? We were outside looking at the moon and then fireworks. Ooh, I heard a lot of them, but I don't know where they were. Every fireworks display was canceled in my area. Me too. And as soon as it got dark, I never seen so many fireworks. And I'm not talking like a bottle rocket here, a bottle rocket there. I'm talking fireworks. Me too. And it was. But I don't know where they were coming from. They must have just been in everyone's house. People, yeah. people were all having their own fireworks. They're like, "We're not having fireworks." They all ran down to Delaware, where you can buy legal fireworks at the mall here, right across the street from me. <laughs> right, and then they just bought a bunch of fireworks and came home and and uh, made all the dogs cry. We had sparklers. Then I looked up fireworks on YouTube, and then I realized that the most exciting fireworks were not from USA, but in Japan and Phil- Philippines. They have a big fireworks contest in the Philippines every year, so we watched that. There are some crazy fireworks in the Asian countries, like shit I've never seen before. Like they were like moving in like waves and it was crazy. Amazing. So, yeah, hopefully you guys all had a nice, nice weekend. Yep. Well, I mean, we have some cool stuff to talk about. So I guess we should just get. Yes, we do. What's funny? I'm laughing. I'm just laughing at you guys talking about the fireworks. I just watched Jess just oh, peter out. Jess petered out like a firework. It went up and and it just twinkled and down. And then she's like, oh. <laughs> but, I mean, we can I start know. off by some follow-up. We had follow-up, y'all. This was great. Okay, let's Remember, have we it. we asked some opinions. Yes. We asked opinions as what you guys, what everybody thought. I'm trying to stop saying you guys. I really am, and it's the hardest thing I think it's even harder than not drinking coffee for me, which is like saying a lot. Not saying you guys? Yeah. Because I say it all the time. So I don't catch it prior to saying you guys. I I catch it after. You have a couple masculine ones because you also say dude a lot and that's masculine as well. Yeah, dude is an exclamation to me. Like dude is But also dude and you guys are not specifically meant – as masculine. So, for example, pretend that the word, you know, white meant innocent. It doesn't mean like the color white. And yet when you say something's white, people think that means that it's innocent. And really, you just mean the color. Vice versa. It's sort of like dude just means like, yo, not dude as in you dude rancher you. But like, <laughs> but like dude as in like, hell, you know, it means yo to you. And it is really hard. Do you know what I'm saying? Or am I making sense at all? Because you're kind of yeah, no. Me like I'm but, not. but what I'm saying is that with you guys, but you repurpose those two words to mean something completely different for you, right. and as a result, it's hard to remember to change it. For me, dude means dude is an interjection. It means OMG. So dude is like means, uh, like dude is yo. everything. It means no, not even yo. It's not a salutation. 
It's an it is. Interge- it's like, oh, wow. No way. All of those things is dude. When I text it to you, dude, what I mean is, Elsie, oh my God, you need to pay attention to this holy shit. Right. But it is directed at you, dude. You, dude. Dude. Right. Right. But see, I use dude not like that. I use dude for everything I just said. Like if I look at something and it's amazing, I'm like, dude. And if I look and if something hurts me, I'm like, dude. And if something, you know, so it's like. Wait, if something hurts you, you don't just say the F word. I mean, I when I get hurt, just the F word just comes piling out of my mouth. whether I want it to does or not. not. I say dude. So if I if I see something shocking, I'll go. I'm like, dude, dude. So you say that when no one's there. Yeah. It just comes out of my mouth. All right. So I just want to ask you just this real quick because I want to just test this theory if if you don't mind. All right. So I want you to go back into your acting. Okay. So you're walking across the room. And as you're walking across the room, you stub your little toe on the end of the bed. You say. Ouch. Oh, do you? Okay. What? (laughs) No one says that. No one says that when they stub their little toe. "Ah!" I will, yeah, yeah, I will say that. It's usually, fuck. that's what I say. <laughs> as loudly as possible, I say, fuck. When I mess up, I will say, I will say the F word. If I mess something up, like if I that's spill it. something, if I spill something. But I think if I hurt me, I get mad and I yell. Like I don't yell a word, I just make a sound. Like that. I use all the bad words I know, in fact. Like when Jessica or Elsie loses their internet and they pop off of here, I I sit here and my eye twitches, but inside my mind is screaming the F word. Yeah. F. F, 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 F. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting theory. But when it comes to dude, though, is all the things. Do you text Randy, dude? If you want Randy's attention, Uh, do you text him, dude? I don't text Randy in the same way that I text most of other people. Okay. Yeah, usually there's no com- like I mean there's communication, but not not dude. A lot. Not dude. No. You're not cooking in and say, "Dude, give me some macaroni or dude, can you get this out of the refrigerator?" You don't do like a dude, guess what happened to me today on text? No. Hmm. To Randy, never. No. Interesting. Hmm. So like when I was a kid, dude was when it became like, you know, kind of in fashion, I guess, like all the Valley Girl stuff and I probably called my father dude one time. And then he was like, don't fucking ever call me dude. I'm not a dude. I'm your dad. Like, he was furious about it. And to this day, he's the only person I don't call dude. Everyone else gets a dude but my dad. Well, I've called my daughter's dude. I call my son's dude all the time. But and, and they call me dude. But see, it's like when it comes to dude, yes, it is. Sometimes I'll call people dude. But like, again, I use it as an interjection. I use it for everything. It's like my response to all the things. I can have a full-on conversation back and forth with somebody just saying dude. In fact, we did that on Twitter. Yeah. You and I we did, totally did Dude. We did that. We had a whole conversation just <laughs> we totally saying did. dude. Just dudes. Is it fair to announce, though, that you have redefined the word to mean something differently to you therefore you don't have to rearrange your language to please others or do you still have to get out of the habit of saying dude and you guys well i think dude i'm gonna keep i think dude is different than you guys i'm never gonna be able to stop it's very contagious i never said dude nearly as much as i did before i met you but now i say it all the time it's all your fault i'm a horrible influence but when it says you guys yes i try to stop that because i don't want to say you guys like i want to stop that but unfortunately i haven't caught it pre 
saying it. I'm still saying it post saying it. So I don't catch it until it's out of my mouth. It's that unconscious. Right. So I'm trying to work on it and I'm not quite sure how to do it. And yes, I understand that there's a replacement, right? So I know how that there you could replace things like, hey, folks, hey, y'all, what up, everybody? Like all of those different things. All of that sounds ridiculous coming out of your mouth, just so you know. <laughs> like, can't we just You're take wondering. the gender out of the word? Because it does. I mean, every my kids, guys, let's go. Come on. Let's move. Let's move. We got to go. Every Guys, guys, just can't we just take gender out of the word, please? Yeah, I feel like guys should be. Are there any other words that you take the gender out besides guys and dude? That you like, take the gender out? Yeah. Yeah. Like mankind. Like mankind doesn't mean man to me. It means humankind. It doesn't mean. But also, I mean, but there's been a lot of changes with wording. Isn't there? What do you call now? Like before it was. What is that person that is on the airplane that helps people? Stewardess. Steward. Stewardess. And, Steward and stewardess. That's right. That has been changed to to something else. Flight attendant. I forgot the. Yes, Flight that's attendant. right. Yeah. And then there is. Well, there's waitress and waiter. That's right. That's the other one. To that server. Was, but then that's also been changed. Ooh. It's server. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know if I like that yeah. one anymore. That's been. That's an old one because I was a server 20 years ago. That's old. Yeah, but that's also been changed. But see, and then you get really confused because in Spanish, the entire language is gendered. The entire language. Like there is no neutral. That's why the X is used. But the X is used when you read it. It is very hard to add an X to words when you're speaking. Like it's just that's even Especially weirder. when you're speaking because no one's well, reading it. Well, that's what I'm saying. So. When you're speaking, it's really strange. And then you don't know. And also, oh, yeah, it is just so confusing. Because everything is gendered. Like, this is female. This is yeah. a f- female thing. Do you say you guys in Spanish when you're speaking no, Spanish? because you... It doesn't have that. No. You can't, right? What do you say in well, Spanish? Well, I guess you can't. I mean, no, because that's a very... That's a colloquial... That's a very language-specific, right? Um, and it, it's it's very culturally specific. In fact, even from Spanish to Spanish... You have different ways of saying things like you guys. And usually it is not gendered, I right. think. Yeah. Or maybe it is gendered. I don't know. I don't. I haven't really broken it down that much. I have no idea. Yeah. This is our first attempt, I guess. That's it's a lot to think about. It's so much to think about that we've been doing this now for 13 <laughs> oh minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So anyway, I was going to say, <laughs> in fact, let's go back to our feedback people because yes, shall we? yeah so we got some feedback because we requested some last episode about the whole uh murder murder not not murder, murder. Mueller Mueller she wrote fiasco <laughs> right. that um happened that no, wasn't a fiasco I think it was more like dramatic things that happened and we had a response on Twitter from the amazing Barry from Podcast in Color, uh, the Podcast in Color uh, catalog and directory. And then she said, I miss the Mueller she wrote drama. I agree most high-profile jobs will mention not making podcast content based on your work, going to make it harder to have another thing you're building if it's in the same 
industry. And she followed it up with another one that says part of this is knowing your workplace. She always knew they'd be angry. That's why she never used her real name. I too understand using other names on the internet. All my call center jobs mentioned not mentioning them on social though. Very detailed. And so, but I I think she's onto something there because I think from now on, it's just going to be more nuanced and and you, and she's right. Like if you are in a specific industry and you want to start something else, like on the side, it's going to be a little bizarro to do some of this stuff. And maybe they'll, they'll have, like, if you're working at a larger company, don't they give you guidelines of what you can and cannot do? They should, but I mean, this is the U.S. government. That seems very obvious to me, especially if it's a matter of national security. We're trying to generalize it here for the podcasting industry. Yes, they should give you guidelines as to what you can and can't do, but they can't really do that about your personal life. So it's tricky. They can't really, like, in other words, you should be able to do whatever you want when you're not at work. They can't really say, like, when you're home... You still can't wear red. Like, you can't do that to people. This isn't that much different, though, even though it's a public-facing thing. They can't say, you can't talk about this with anyone. I mean, they must be doing confidentiality agreements. Companies do do that. They forbid you from talking about anything that's happening there. Right. And you can do that. Like, the Apple people. Because that's the other piece of feedback. We got that from Daniel Lewis, um, that he he was mentioning, and he said that... Apple does that. Like you can't have, that's why Apple can't really come on people's shows to talk about these things. You can't talk about half the shit you know about Libsyn on here. Right. You're right. But then I'm also, I mean, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. I don't like talk about anything behind the scenes for Libsyn. Technically. But so you have signed an agreement saying that if it comes out. That no, I haven't. I'm just. About, you haven't? Smart. No. You've not signed an agreement though. I bet you have. No. No, I haven't. That's why I'm saying it. I think that when we first started, there's nothing that says, like, there are some things that are known that we talk about amongst ourselves that I have learned by being around it. It's sort of like when you're with your family and your mom says, you eat with your mouth closed. Like, that's not, that's like something you tell somebody and you say like, okay, I got to eat with my mouth closed. And then you kind of learn it by everybody together. So therefore, that's how I've learned. I've gone into Libsyn and there's been times when something has been said where I go, oh, check mark. That's something somebody said here in, in this room that is not that we are not to talk about other places, right? So therefore, you kind of glean that. And if you, and this is the thing, it's like if you have an intelligent person who has ethical guidelines, they will then go, mm, that's an inappropriate thing for me to do. <laughs> if I need to do this, I need to talk to Lori and say, can I talk about this and this and this, right? So there's that. Um, mind you, with Apple, they do have those details. Like you're just not allowed to talk about anything, like at all. No, Daniel had a co-host who worked for Apple. And as soon as anything like that came up, he was zip. He would say, I'm not talking about it. I'm not saying a word. And Scott, too, he couldn't talk about what kind of projects he was working on at Comcast. Right. Or, or he couldn't even really talk about Comcast. I'm pretty sure he's forbidden from talking about it now that he doesn't work there for like at least two years. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, the point is she made a boo-boo. This girl. Yeah, but I guess the point is, can they actually stop you? Can there be like, let's say you're being hired for a job, like your ultimate job, whatever that is. And they ask you, okay, part of the process here is that you never 
talk about your job on social or anything like that? And what if they say something like, you can't make YouTube videos or podcasts? I mean, you have to comply. Just last week, a girl was on TikTok and she made an analogy and one side uh, was upset and they reached out to and made a big fuss and she became viral, which is the kiss of death. And she was just about ready to start a job and the job said, no, thank you. We don't want you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And then the next video was her crying about how the mob came for her. And um, that's tough. I mean, I really don't think the mob should be able to come for you. If they don't agree with you, they say, okay, I don't agree with you, but don't ruin your life. I mean, obviously, that's like a a lot on the thing. But but there's no way to stop that. I mean, yeah, that's a hard one. You can't control other people. You can't control other people. Yeah. And it doesn't. And like I think part of it is that you're going to have to. There's no longer a place. I mean, you can legally actually, you know, even find a law. Let's say, John, maybe there is a law. There is something that is put out there where you know, that you are in the right and nobody has a right, like the mob doesn't have a right to do these things. But what is still going to happen is the public opinion. So even though you are taken to court or you take them to court because of all of these things, the public opinion is still going to be there. You cannot remove that. It's sort of like when people are either um, like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Those, those, um, like sexual assault cases or molestation cases or child abuse cases where somebody can literally, somebody can say, you know, she might be abusing their daughter. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, social services will come after me. And then all of a sudden I will have to fight to prove that I am not abusing my daughter. And I will come, you know, and I'm not abusing my daughter. So that's fine. But somebody can just remember, oh, remember? That's the one that was, and that they said. you don't need social media to have cancel culture because if you recall, like we canceled Tammy Faye Baker and we canceled uh, Howard Dean when he was about to run for, pre- oh, that was social media actually because he was screaming in some kind of video. But like just on a high school level, one rumor could get around about someone and then all of a sudden that person was completely friendless. Or a teacher, like we had a rumor that our soccer teacher was a male stripper at this place and his name at the strip at the strip club was the Italian Stallion. Everyone called him the Italian Stallion in high school. I mean, he, I, I don't even know if it was true. It doesn't matter. When the mob goes, the mob yeah. goes. There's nothing you can do about it. He was the Italian Stallion, period. That's just how it is, right? Like you don't even need, you don't need a virtual mob to have a mob. That's even what's happening. I mean, not full on crazy canceling stuff, but there's like, that's what trolls are. And that's how trolls get you. And even what happened with that, I kind of skimmed this. So what I'm going to be relaying to you here is via me skimming and kind of reading as much as possible in as little amount of time. But something like this happened to a very popular gamer who just committed suicide. He was one of those people that would go on Twitch and play video games, and he was really inspiring to a lot of people. And I'm not quite sure what his deal was because I'm not a gamer at all, but he ended up committing suicide. And part of the of people looking back at he was depressed or he had depression. There was a lot of people who were being incredibly negative to him and totally bullying him and being horrible to him. And it must have thrown him over the edge, you know, like people like are unrelenting in their 
criticism of him and all the things that he was doing. And he was 31 years old, I think. Really young dude. 31. Yeah. And so it does, I don't think that that is cancel culture specifically. And I think to some degree, people keep thinking, are using, I feel cancel culture as a thing when I think it's always been around. It's always been around. And usually I sense the unfair of it all is usually from people who are finally having to own up to mistakes that has, have happened in the past. Um, so. I don't know. But anyway, how did we get into this cancel? What? Oh, breaking we're up with about your dude. job. Oh, my oh God. yeah, right. Because of Mueller. Mueller. Okay, that's right. But yeah, now, yeah, yeah. moving on to the news, because we're going to follow up on this. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. I think that we talked a little bit about IP. Did Have we talked about IP? Yes. We have talked about intellectual property before because of the woman who was fired from Gimlet, the Gimlet show that she did. And then also because of stuff your mom never told you, which is switched hosts, but not networks. Mm-hmm. Right? So, right? So we've talked about podcasters that don't own their show. Oh, we talked about whatever. What is it? Call her daddy. Call her daddy. Call her, yeah, That's call her why daddy we started too. talking yep. about IP when we were talking about call Recently, her daddy. Recently, yes. But we've yes. also talked about the others in the past. There was a science show, a woman who got fired from her own show on Gimlet. Oh. You don't remember oh, yeah. that? And Jordan, that. Jordan, what's his name? Jordan Harbinger. Oh, yeah, Harbinger. Harbinger, yeah, that's right. Art of Charm so, was his show, yeah. That's right. So this is a an article from The Verge, and the title is The Hosts of the Nod Want Spotify to Hand Over Their Podcast. This conversation keeps coming up to that it seems like th- this is the, the host from the, the Nod, where they are not getting, I guess, they're, they left, and they can't have their show? or No, they pitched the show to Gimlet, and it's been acquired by Spotify. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. You you explain it. You explain it. Yeah. <laughs> so Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings, they work hard to bring their black culture podcast, The Nod, to life in 2017. They were working full time as employees on other programs at Gimlet, as well as on a show that wasn't at Gimlet called For Colored Nerds. Uh, they brainstormed The Nod's concept, recorded and edited a sample, and then pitched it to Gimlet. And then they got the green light and started releasing an episode a week for three years. And then Gimlet was bought by Spotify. And the show is the way that the two hosts see the world. They don't necessarily call themselves experts, but it is every bit their faces, their opinions, their voice, their everything. And yet they don't own the rights to it. And when these situations happen before, my stance is always that, you know, Your salary is what you're being paid to do this show. Right. That you don't get to own your show. That if Ellen were fired from CBS, she'd have to do a new show. The Ellen show would have to be done by someone else. Even if it's called Ellen, it can't be her. It does not own by her because it's owned by the, you know, advertisers pay on for a network. They don't pay you directly. And they're saying, well, they want money for doing their show. They're getting that, though. They, you are receiving money for doing your show, your salary. And the same with um, Alex and what's her name from Call Me Dad. Call Me Daddy. <laughs> Call Her Daddy. 
they already negotiated half a million dollars. You, Yeah, you're not going to own your show, but you still have half a million dollars. Half a million diggity dollars. So, like, right. I mean, I, I understand yeah. the frustration of pouring everything into a show, but you also could have done that on your own with no money. You could have done that independently like you do the other show for Colored Nerds, but you didn't. You pitched it to Gimlet. Now they own it. Gazai Gazan, you're done, as they say in Yiddish. Means it's over. So Gazai Gazan. They got rid of them and they're putting new hosts in there. Is that what they're doing? It doesn't say that. Mm, I don't think so. It just says they pitch and host the show and they want a part of it. It doesn't say they're fired. So I think what they said is that Eddings and Luce thought about expanding the Nod's universe beyond podcasts. And so they ran they into problems. Right. Because Spotify they owes can't all the rights to the brand. So if they wanted to have a shop, they can't do it. If they wanted to have a book deal, they can't do it. A movie deal. That's none right. None of that stuff. Not and so a. I think that's but, where the problem So wait a minute. So how does Kristen Meinzer and Jalenta get a... I mean, they did a book. Yeah, but I think that it's their stuff. I don't think that it's... And, and also you have to remember Is it too, independent or is it done through NPR by the book? I have to look. No, it's not. It's... I don't know. I think it's their show. So... And and part of it is that you can negotiate said deals, right? When you you can open it up and you have the opportunity to understand what these deals are. And I think You're here's right. the the problem it with that to them. is is that yeah, the problem with that is that a lot of these deals, especially with the larger networks, and that's why I feel uh, we all need to be aware of stuff like this. Is like the larger deals for larger networks are very 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 much exactly like anything that's happening in Hollywood or in the music business, where they're not reinventing the wheel. They're not trying to do anything other than replicate what already exists. And that is something that I am 100% against because the point of podcasting is that we were dismantling and we wanted to recreate our ability to get our content out there on our own terms. And so whenever I work with people and whenever, unless they are very, very set into moving into that same path, I am like, no, 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 try this, try this, try this, own this, own this, own this, say no, say no, say no, because yeah. we're trying to redo it, but you have to be super inner, like strong on the inside and not be like, completely blown away by the amount of money that could be coming your way. Like, I remember when we were talking about luminary money, I said to you, if those guys come after us, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it a different way. You know what I mean? Like, we are going to do it in a way that we can actually put all of our balls into that basket, but still keep She Podcast as is, right? So we could create something different. We can create a new show. That's I'm all cool for that, but nobody's yeah. going to own she podcast so when that money runs out we've got it in our pockets <laughs> right i mean i shouldn't say i would give up the rights to have she podcast but for half a million dollars i would do a lot of shit let's just put it that way like i don't think i would be complaining about half a million dollars a year even if i did live in new york city because it's half a million dollars a year like if i weren't to own the brand i mean i know how much work it takes like and i feel that especially because this article also implies that this is mostly done to black talent, but it's not necessarily. But they do pull in another round and Heaven and Tracy and what they had to do to get. I mean, they were given their show to take to another network. But as they pointed out I don't the think other they day, were. I think that they're, they were. They were. They were. OK. 
They are they were able to take the show another round anywhere they wanted to go. But as they say on Twitter, it wasn't because he was being kind and because he loved the show. It was because it was in their deal in the first place. They probably tried to stop it from happening, but they couldn't. It was I mean, like from what I read on the, on Twitter, it was like it was an unprecedented move, but not out of kindness. Well, I don't I'm, I guess I'm confused because and this article, it doesn't say that it says that Tracy and Haven, the host of BuzzFeed's now canceled another round, also recently tweeted their desire to own their podcast back catalog, a.k.a. their RSS feed, which not only contains their show's former episodes, but also gives them the ability to publish new ones to existing subscribers. They couldn't do that. So that's why there's a hashtag called free another round because they still don't have that. They don't have their back catalog. It's true. Their back catalog is owned by a BuzzFeed, something they were paid for. But they can take their show and the IP anywhere they want, which is kind of unprecedented. Normally, you're not allowed to do that. All right. But still, though. But here's the thing, though. I mean, think about this. Think about all of a sudden. And this is why I'm such a stickler for people having their RSS feeds and owning their RSS feeds and not having somebody else doing their stuff. Because it's like, let's say, let's say whatever, wherever you're hosting your show goes down, they disappear. You need to understand that you have the ability to take that show and you can host it somewhere else. You can just redirect the 30. You have a 301 redirect. Right. But what really is killing me is that there's a lot of podcasters out here who are starting out and they're like, okay, I want to move. And I don't know. And like they get stuck not knowing how to do it. They don't know how important their back catalog is. They'll say like, you know what? I'm just going to start over over here. And they don't realize that everybody subscribe to your RSS feed. It's sort of having like moving houses. You moved to a different state and you never told the post office. So all your email, all your e- all your snail mail is coming to your other house. No one quits a job and expects to have their old emails or that email forwarded to a new address. You quit, your shit's gone. Your files are gone. Your photos are gone. When you quit a corporate job, your shit stays at the job. I've never, right. ever had a job that's given me my back email or my back files, or my back projects. I've had to steal it all before I quit, first of all. And second of all, like, I think it's kind of ballsy for them to, you know, as much as I know how much work goes into what you do, they didn't seem to mind when it was BuzzFeed's Another Round and they were getting all that audience. They don't mind using it for notoriety when it's Gimlet or BuzzFeed and, hey, we we work at BuzzFeed. That in itself is considered an accomplishment. But now that you don't want that anymore... You want all the things that came with your employment. And sorry, that's not how it works. Well, I think that there's two separate issues here. One of them is the one that you're talking about. And we talked about that with Rob and Rob on the last episode of the feed, where it was like, what if Rob and I left Libsyn? We would not take the feed. Like, I have nope. zero expectations. Right. Like, I really don't. Like, neither of us have expectations of, of us not. taking our show. Like, even though it's actually vi- doing very, very well and people like us, right? So we could start a whole new show from scratch. Like we would have to do that. I have no expectations. So I understand that. But I think that there's something where you start something out of the blue. It's kind of like, it's a very hard thing. What another round did was very... They were hired to work in the podcast department and do a podcast. But they weren't. That's the whole point. What were they They doing before? They just started. And it was just like, they were already working there. They weren't. Okay. So they were already working there, sort of like you're. we're in an office, and then they are going like, we're going to try this out. And you're like, okay. And the reason that it worked is because of them, not because of the thing. So then it started to pick up, 
And then it grew and it was like, whoa, this is crazy. It didn't start to pick up because BuzzFeed comes with a huge audience. They didn't come up with a podcast idea and go, no. we have to do this on the side because it's you and me. They were like, let's use BuzzFeed and we'll be famous. Ta-da! And they were. No, but they don't. They didn't do that because also there's a sense of there was a lot of shows on BuzzFeed that didn't do very well. That's true. Theirs happened to be good. And the other thing is that BuzzFeed also didn't feel they did. No, the entire department wasn't doing very good. True. That's why they had to go. Do you remember That's they exactly stopped right. the entire thing? Yes. They wanted to do they video. They dropped the whole thing. Yes. They're like, I'm going to do video now. I remember. I know. I know. Yes. So all of that stuff happened. And it's sort of like the canceled shows, you know, on NBC or whatever, the people like that love all those shows that all of a sudden are like dropped. You know what these shows are. I yeah. forgot what these, all the shows that are canceled. That people are like, I can't believe they canceled that show. And then they have to take that show and see if they can pitch it to a different channel or a different, you know, Netflix has picked up a few of these shows too, where they've just been left off and then Netflix picks it up and then they keep going. Mind you, that said, there's a lot more money involved in creating TV shows. That's a new thing. Before, when you didn't want to do the show anymore, it was just done. Seinfeld, It was just done. done. Yeah. Friends, done. Right. What is it? Veronica Ma- Mars? I think I remember like with the yeah. Veronica Mars show, everybody was like, why did it stop? Let's make it yes. some more. Firefly. Had Firefly was huge. And they were like, it. they just wanted, everybody was like, oh my God, Firefly. And I think if it would have happened nowadays, they would have been able to shop it or what, however you say Maybe. it, sell it to somebody else, right? To pick it up. That doesn't mean NBC will go, sure, here's your costumes, here's your set, here's the couch. No, you have to negotiate you that. You have to start it all up. Right, but that's what they're saying. Like, I want all the shit I did when I worked there. No, well, it no, I don't think. work that I way. also don't think that it went all the way. Yes. So there's yes, and then there's, there's the other aspect of it, too, that, and then you mentioned it, that usually it's the, and, and unfortunately, this is the case. I actually got an email but it was alluding to the fact that there were some of these deals that were done, that it was essentially white guys who got the deals. They got to keep their back catalog. They got to keep all the stuff. And it was just all of these other people who just didn't get it because it was never even offered. I understand that. And I understand that people pitch their ideas to who they consider their friends and coworkers at the time. And one of the women who her who were mentioned in the article that we're going to post pitched an idea her first week of working there with no idea about representation or deals or anything like that. She had an idea. They went with it. And what for whatever reason, she became famous. But, but to have that, but she was being paid very handsomely for the opportunity to pitch those people. She worked there. You and I don't get to just waltz into Gimlet and be like, hey, I have an idea for her podcast. I mean, she was working there doing something. She was getting paid for those ideas on some level. She got paid more to develop the idea on some level. Just because it's an idea about your life doesn't mean you own that idea. Don't pitch it to your boss. I mean, if you want to own it. Or when you sign a contract, have a lawyer look it over and say, okay, I want the, if this thing goes belly up, I want the rights back. Or put it in the contract. If it's in the contract, there's nothing that the corporation can do about it. And the fact that it wasn't offered to them I'm sure it wasn't offered to the other guy either. The other guy probably said, hey, you know what? We want this in the contract. And they got it in the contract and they could. And when it went belly up, they could leave with it. The thing with her uh, call her daddy, the two girls had such a media, social media presence in Instagram and Snapchat and all that other stuff. They were afraid that they could just take the show away and start over again and 
they would just get bring the whole audience because they had the whole audience through social media. They would right. just say, hey, we're no longer call her daddy. We're now we're fathers. Or you could be smart like Howard Stern, who it seems has negotiated rights to all of his material from every station because he can play anything he's ever said at any time in his career. So somehow along the way, he must have figured like, no one's going to own my shit. I'm going to take my stuff when and I can go wherever I can go. It may be more common in radio. You know, if you're creating something as an employee, that's it. That's it. It's a whole different subject to talk about how it was white guys making the deal because that is a conversation about systemic racism. Exactly. That does belong in this conversation, but can't really help you in the sense that you were paid a salary. Yes, it sucks, but also you signed a contract and you were paid for this work. So now we're going to just learn from this too. Now, so this is what Gene said. He sent it over to the feed and he said, I agree that contracts are contracts, but when we agree to work for someone, they own the IP, if that's what the contract says. One of the parts of the story that wasn't covered as you talked about this was the fact that the same organizations were giving an ownership stake to show creators who were white men, but were not giving an ownership stake to women or POC. It does become a bigger deal when structurally there is inequity in the same system. If that's true, then that's shitty. Well, right. And that's what I'm saying. And you don't hear about that stuff because it's, again, what you were talking about. It's structurally in the game. It's why if you start to think about how many men are getting much more money. And even like right now when I was like, I've been on because, you know, I'm on Twitter and I'm looking at all this stuff. What's happening right now, too, with a lot of people who are doing diversity and inclusion trainings is that the white women are actually getting paid 10 times more than black women to do the same work. Also shitty. To the point where it's like $5,000 for the black woman, fifteen dollars to $30,000 or more for the white women for the same work. Yeah, it's bullshit. That's just that is bullshit. people just like, well, I know you're saying it's bullshit, but what I'm saying is this is a thing. It's like you sit there and you go like, of course that's bullshit. But the thing is that it's set up for that to happen. It's easier for me to negotiate a, 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 a bigger contract to go in there and to be like, can I have this and this and this and have somebody go like, yep, you can have it. Versus a, a black woman who walks in there and asks for the same thing, there's going to be a little more pushback. There's going to, it's just, it's just yeah, fuck part that. of the I deal. agree then. So if, they, if they're giving it to other people, then I agree it's an absolute crime against humanity. But we didn't get to that part yet. And if we were just going on what we knew in this conversation up until right. you said that, then they were paid for their work the end goodbye. And there are other women who are not black and other people who have had this happen to them where they've been booted off their network with nothing. Jordan, right. who's a white man, and the, right. the other person I was talking about from Gimlet who had to walk away from her show. And it just it just happens. Like if BuzzFeed was doing that for white men and not black women, then fuck that dude. But right. I mean in general, you don't own the shit that you do at a company. You just you don't. Are correct. Like, and you're they, right. If other people do, yes. then fuck that dude. That's right. <laughs> you know, that I that's all there's to it. That's the whole point. I think that part of the, there's two conversations. One of them that structurally it's set up for in not in an equal way. There is no equity. And the other aspect is that podcasters, and I'm not saying this in a disparaging way. I'm saying this in the sense that right now we're six. developing. No, that we're d- developing an industry, right? So podcasters don't come in at it from the perspective of professional podcasters. Like there's a lot of us who are maybe journalists, maybe audio producers, storytellers, or indie people like us, 
who are just starting and we get into this medium that also is new. So when we come into negotiating a contract, even now, let's say somebody offered you and I something, we would still look at it and go, is that good? (laughs) Should we ask for something? Like, we don't know because it's all new. That's true. But you and I have discussed whether or not we would do this or that. And we, you know, we've talked about scenarios and we always have said that we would retain our our own name. Well, yeah, no, but I I know that. But when I say in terms of payment, in terms of like, you know, with the with the women from uh, Call Her Daddy, all of a sudden, some of the guys were kind of making fun of them or something like that because they they were saying they got screwed because they're not they didn't they didn't get as much money or they didn't know they could negotiate something. So then like they're put in a position where they're all of a sudden thinking they're being taken advantage of but they don't actually know how much money is supposed to be negotiated. And then they overstep, like they went right. the other way around because the other dude yeah, started like he negotiated a deal other- for TV, not realizing that podcasting is completely different and you don't do right. that. Correct. So that's why and they so got I fucked. That's why I think there's all kinds of weird things happening right now. And especially as independent podcasters, as we're starting to step into these conversations and contracts and what all of that stuff means is that we have to get smarter about making decisions and also be super clear-headed in how much it actually is worth. Because there are going to be times when we can negotiate something on the low end because it's not as important right now for me or maybe I don't want to invest that much time on it or whatever. Maybe I'm creating it to be sold, right? There's that. Maybe I'm creating this thing so that I can step away from it in five years. And maybe this is something that really, really matters for us. And I'm sure with you, with She Podcast, I'm sure we can have, we'll get to a price, right? We'll get to a price where you and I can look at each other and go like, that's worth it. We can take that deal. There is a number out there that we can look at and go, now we can be internet detectives. And then we'll just go. Don't you think that you need representation now? Yes, I do think you need representation. Yeah, when you're going against these corporations, these soulless, bottomless, whole pit of despair corporations who only care about making money, do you think Jerry Seinfeld goes in and negotiates with NBC for a show? He's got people. He's got an agent. He's got somebody that knows about stuff and knows what to put in there. And all. You're too close to the situation. You need somebody yeah. that can handle it, that's not as close, that doesn't have the emotion and go in there and make it a business. Knows what deal. it's worth. Exactly. Knows what's possible. Right. I agree. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what, as podcasters now, those two people, they wanted a podcast. Gimlet says, hey, you know what? We'll put you on here and we'll give you a salary. They're like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. That's right. It is. That's I would have said, I'm like, yeah, let's You're do it. Like, this is why it pisses me off, though, because they're instantly famous from being on BuzzFeed or Gimlet, like, and they get a salary. Like, how dare you question it? Your Twitter is only that size because you worked there. If you were us, you'd be scratching and clawing for every follower just like we have. So stop crying in your oatmeal when you're fucking famous now. Like, just deal with it. I understand it's your life's work, okay? But you were paid for it. And now you're famous. Right. There's regrets. It's hard to feel bad for you. Now, again, if everyone else got something they didn't get, then I don't agree with that. But as far as just the principle all by itself, come on. They have a famous, they're famous now. They can do anything they want now and have an audience. I don't think that that's true. When it comes to being able to, now they're famous and they can do whatever they want. There's so many times, like even lately, since I've been watching so much, you know, TV at home with all of these streaming services that all of a sudden I'm looking at old episodes of like 
Hill Street Blues or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened to the ad actor? They were really yeah, some of them like, disappeared. hot at that time. Are they working? I do that too. No. So this is what I'm saying. It's like these, some of these things are hot for like the moment. And then all of a sudden people move on. If they don't see them, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember her. She was really, yeah, she was really good. Like even now, like even with like um, Adam Curry. Like I remember I still, I mean, even though he's like the pod father and everybody talks about, you know, him being in the podcaster dude, I still think MTV. Same. I don't see him as a pod father. He's a fucking VJ. Right. And I would still That's fangirl I, exactly. all over that shit. Yeah. So it's like then, and then anybody else you talk to about, I mean, regard, and I'm not, dis, I don't want to be disparaging about him because he's done wonderful things for podcasting, but for the lay person or whatever, nobody is, who's Adam Curry? Member, member, MTV member, VJs? What? What is that? Huh? What the else same did with Joe he do? Rogan. Do you remember anything Joe Rogan has acted in? Like he was in fucking Just news when he radio, was which was that hilarious. Stuff, the worms or what, what was that TV show that he was doing? That like, oh, Fear Factor. Yeah, that's what I remember. I didn't him even from. know him from that. Me neither. I remember him from that. I remember him from news radio. I don't remember news from radio. That. Phil Hartman. I don't know anything oh, yeah. other than that. He was for a Rogan. dumb, a numb nuts like, in that, and he was hilarious. That is what I remember him from. And that's why whenever I hear Rogan, when I started to hear Rogan, I was like, isn't he the fear factor guy? That's why I yes. dismissed him. Like right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for me, he was an actor on a sitcom. He was originally. So All right, I anyway. challenge that assumption that if you get famous and you do the one thing that all of a sudden everybody's going to do your stuff. Because no, that's not the case. Particularly when things like this happen where you're known, where you can parlay off of stuff where especially for podcasts, I mean, I would hate to lose so many things in my back catalog that we have discussed. Like it just feels like. Could you imagine if we weren't, if all of a sudden we moved on and somebody else used the RSS feed and we had to start She Podcast from episode, let's say, 300, and we had no access to 300 episodes that we've done in the past? It's like we'd have lost a history. Yeah. And we couldn't even say anything. Anyway. Any lawyers that are listening to this show, any podcasting lawyers that are listening to this show right now, the people that are are lawyers that, that also podcast... They've been banging their head against the wall for the past 15 minutes while you, we've all been talking about this because they're they're probably saying representation, representation, representation. And now it's there's money involved. And when there's money involved, shit gets sideways. It's a, it's a crap game. Everybody's throwing dice. Some people will hit, roll a seven. Other ones roll craps. And you've got to protect yourself. Guard your loins. Yeah. And also podcasters, I mean, podcasters don't start from the get-go thinking I need to get a lawyer. But I guess from now on, that's going to be part of like the start off, you know, podcasting 101. Here's a mic. Here's a computer. Find a lawyer. Here's your editor. Here's your lawyer. Best of luck. Here's your lawyer. But anyway, do we still have a sponsor? We do have a sponsor. Memberful is still our sponsor. So if you are looking to do a membership for your audience, um, you can do shepodcast.com forward slash memberful. It's the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience used by some of the biggest creators on the web. You can now use Memberful to build sustainable recurring revenue. Wouldn't that be nice? By selling access to a members only podcast. Oh my God, podcast. it's so nice. 
Hey, go to ShePodcast.com forward slash memberful. It's very easy for your listeners to subscribe in their favorite podcast player. It works with your existing hosting. You don't have to change your workflow or anything. It includes everything else you would like to have in order to run a great membership, custom branding, gift certificates, Apple Pay, free trials, tons more. ShePodcast.com forward slash memberful. Tell them we sent you. <laughs> Tell them we sent you. Tell them we sent you. I do want to mention that Podthon is coming up, y'all. Um, yes, it's next a week, right? Real, it's it's going to be, yeah, I think so. Uh, well, at least, yeah, when this goes live. So you guys need to, you people, <laughs> need to head over to Podthon. Ooh, you mean you people? You people, you people. I think people. you guys are better than you people. You people. You people. You, my, my friends, friends, friends. Attend Podthon. It is July 18th through July 19th. It's a virtual summit for podcasters. All weekend. All weekend. That's right. You can get your tickets over at podthon.com. They are doing such fantastic work over there. The Walk podcasters and the Asian American podcasters have gotten together to create a super incredible conference where uh, the speakers are, I think, here, primarily people of color. So it's going to be an amazing, amazing experience for most, um, for this entire thing. So you guys go check it out. Link is going to be in the show notes. Um, all the schedule is already set up so that you guys can, you people, you friends of mine, you people, (laughs) I don't know who you're calling you people can start off, can (laughs) sign up. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. I'm telling you, it's really hard. Okay. Sorry. But I also want to share that I'm going to be doing a webinar before that. Um, Mm -hmm. that is who are the Latinos in podcasting? And I am going to be following up, uh, some of the data that came with the Edison Latino, uh, the Latino listener report that Edison research did that I'm going to talk about hopefully next week. It's just that I want some more time to be able to talk about that instead of just kind of saying it off the fly. I'll give you guys a link in the show notes for this, but this webinar is going to be put on by Libsyn and it's going to be, I'm going to have guests. Juleka Lantigua Williams is coming on and Martina Castro as well, which we, they were literally the fuel to make this survey for Edison Research happen. And they are two, some of the leading women who are leading in podcasting to really expand global reach and podcasting. And we are going to be talking about some of this data and then where we can take steps, but also to be able to understand why this data actually matters for all of you people who are not and particularly podcasting in Spanish, right? Because people are like, oh, I didn't know it's not, that's not for me because podcasting in Spanish is not for me. Um, But this was an amazing um, bit of research. So I'm going to have a link in the show notes. You guys can look at the research or attend or watch the replay if you haven't already. And then we'll discuss it next week, hopefully. But now we're moving to some tool tips. Elsie's tool tip. Oh my gosh, dude. I still have, look at the itchy. Do you see my itchy? Where? What is that? What did you get bit by what there? The f- yes, I see that. Unless you've been lifting it's weights. My, it's my, no, it's my butt. Remember when I got bit? Yes, you had a wasp That stink. stung? That shouldn't so the still wasp, look like that, Elsie. It actually, well, no, I'm scratching it and it's so itchy. It's like it went from here and it went all the way here. And I'm wondering if I have. Yeah, but you know, I'm guessing you're spicy and delicious and you just don't I want am. the bugs to want to eat you. So pick some, so you know. Spray some shit. It won't hurt Speaking, you. It won't hurt hey, your skin. This is a fantastic transition, though, y'all. Yay. Because now we're getting into the Zoom H8. Okay. 
that actually looks like a spider. Have you seen this thing? It's amazing. Go ahead and look at it. No. It looks like a gigantic spider. I can't right now because it's just another thing that I want to get my hands on because well, it looks amazing. I, 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 why am I going to – I don't need all these things. No one needs these things. Exactly. Well, what am I going to use it for? Like I have the H6 sitting here in a box. I never use it now. I want the H8. I want it. Why? I don't know because it looks cool and it looks like it'll do – you can put eight micro well, – it has – Six inputs right now. If you take the microphone off the top, you can put that cap on. That'll give you two more, which will give you eight. Well, so this was like the best tweet that I saw on Twitter, of course, because it was on Twitter. It's a tweet. Uh, and this is from Sarah Thank Miles. You, can, can I quote I you know. on that? It being a Twitter tweet? Yes, please. Yes, please. So anyway, this is from Sarah Miles. And she said, in my professional opinion, I like the Zoom H8 just because it's called the Zoom Hate. And looks like a deadly robot spider. <laughs> okay. That would I be a reason so not funny. to buy it. Come on. Have you seen the deadly do- – I mean, come on. It's a deadly robot spider. It does look like a deadly robot spider. That's what it looks like. Therefore, it matches us talking about bug bites. Because look at it. It's like a. It's like an alien thing with things coming out of it. It also has a touch screen. The like- front of it looks like a face. If Zoom was cool, when it started up, it would have two eyes and a mouth. It's and it freaky. Would look like a... And it has little red things. It looks like a deadly spider. It does. Like a deadly one. Because with the red buttons and all. But it's touch the, the screen for the – it's all touch screen now. You don't have to go to the side and then use the button and then scroll, which is cool. It makes it easier to do things You're on the You're being no fun because I still want to stick with the fact that oh, it's so- a deadly robot I'm sorry, spider. This was told. And you're talking about – Oh, it's touchscreen. Well, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> but the design's a little funky. It looks like a spider. Well, then you're really going to hate the fact that it actually has eight presets like the Roadcaster Pro where you can load in sound effects yeah. and use that. You're going to really hate that because spiders don't have sound effect capability. No, they don't. They don't. Sorry. But alas, if you all want, it's about $400. No way. Um, but you can do all kinds of really amazing things. Yeah. Oh. It's going to be 400. It's a lot of cash. It's like 395 or something. That's a lot Um, of So, yeah, 400 bucks for it. And it looks fancy. They've got all kinds of, like like what John was talking about, all kinds of presets, all kinds of fun stuff, all kinds of things you can stick into it. And the H6 has been so solid and amazing. And hopefully this thing will be even better. Um, although again, it's a really, it's really funky looking. It's very different in terms of the design. Like the design is like, it's almost, if it has an, and I don't know this for a fact, but if it had an audio interface where it would go into a computer like the Roadcaster Pro does, now it's almost mixer cape. It's like a mixer, basically. Right. It has everything. You know, I think that it does all those things. Right. So now you have a mixer that you could, t- that is, that is amazing. And it's going to be $200 cheaper than the Roadcaster Pro. Than a Roadcaster Pro. Amazing. And it's more compact. You can take you can it anywhere take it with you. And do all this stuff. All the I things. Know, um, Jess is like riveted by this because she loves to talk about all these gadgets. Struggling to so stay awake. Hard. I'm not gonna lie. And it's just, and it looks like a spider, which is the best part. And it looks like a spider. I'm struggling. The hate. I just thought it was funny. The zoom hate. <laughs> Can I throw a tool tip that I, I just probably that. I was zero years old when I found out about this yesterday. Oh my god. Okay, John, go go. If you heard about Pod Link, have you heard about this? Yes, I have. 
We love Pod.link. I was zero days old yesterday when I found out about this. And Really? It, yes. Are you kidding? No. See, these things slide by me. So it's great because you can just get them and you can actually, for $10, and it's only $10 a year, you can, it would be pod.link slash your podcast name for $10 a year. Mm -hmm. And then you can use that in all your social media and it takes you there and it's it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. You just click, anybody can click it and subscribe to your podcast. So much easier than trying to make a post for Apple, a post for Google, a post for Spotify. So much easier. Who does that? Absolutely. Pod.link. Wait, I did. No, I'm saying I did you, that. Your host should um, be. I still. Oh, I see it all the time. Really? Well, Captivate does it. Captivate definitely does it. Yeah, they they have their pages are ma- anything. If you go to Captivate, like whatever the name, like go to the. Okay, so this is a weird show. I have not listened to it. It is a podcast about podcasting people. Again, I have not listened to it at all, but it's called. The Talking Llama podcast. So the reason that I called my attention is because the name has absolutely nothing to do with the focus of the show. The artwork is a llama on a mic, and it's a podcast about podcasting. But anyway, they host on Captivate. And if you go to talkinglamapodcast.captivate.fm slash listen, um, Captivate does that for you. It has all of the beautiful, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful landing page. It is um, iOS optimized, mobile optimized, and it has Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, RSS, Pocket Cast, and Overcast. You can just do one tap, subscribe, and it's pretty. It's very nice. And that's part of the. It is pretty. That's part of the. They stuff. do. They so, have a very nice. I mean, I'm not saying Podlink is not good. Podlink offers a lot more stuff. And the last thing that I love I like about Podlink, Podlink um, is that. They have a player of the last, the last episode of yours is right at the top of the page. So it, that's an extra. The other one, the other services like there's Plink, Plunk or Plink, Plink. I think yes. it's Plink, P-L-I-N-K. And then there's another one that Wave does. Wave does the same thing too. Um, Wave, the one that makes audiograms, they have a landing page that's just like this. Um, again, Captivate. And then there's another service too. There's like, there's all kinds of services like this, but I think my favorite is Podlink. Yeah. Even though I really love the guy who who d- develops Plink, he's he's awesome. So, yay. Anywho, all right, y'all. All right. I think we're ready to wrap it up. So, yes. thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of She Podcast. If you want to find us on the web and social, you can find us at she podcasts on instagram facebook and twitter you can also find our website and all our show notes shepodcast.com if you want to give us some feedback or just say hello send it to feedback at shepodcast.com all the links from today's episode will be in the show notes at shepodcast.com thank you so much for listening we love you mean it bye